Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and this is week 25 of 2018, part 2. And today I watched The Incredibles. I'll talk a little, a, a very small amount about that. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, and Smackdown episode, where's my place? Where's my place? Uh, Smackdown episode 983 and 205 Live episode 82 so before we get to these episodes which are both excellent excellent episodes uh a little bit about the incredibles 2 um i have been fairly excited about this film i bought my tickets a while ago mostly so i could pre-order the uh the special glass that they have um at the alamo draft house in association with mondo tees um I've gotten so much cool stuff from Mondo Tees. Uh, most recently, other than this glass and a bunch of other glasses um, from there, I I got the soundtracks, vinyl. They put out a ton of vinyl albums. And uh, most recently, I got the uh, soundtracks to uh, Portal, the first game, which is relevant to Incredibles 2. And what was the other thing I got? That's right. Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat, um, whatever title you know it as, starring Tom Cruise. That film is friggin' awesome. I think I've posted like three separate episodes about that film, and I should do another one one of these days on a rewatch. Actually, I should check out if there, there are any plans for a 4K release of that. Oh, I'm super excited for Mission Impossible, whatever the next one's called. I'm so excited for it. I don't even remember the name. Um, but uh, the last one was so good. So good. I'm getting off topic here, but it was so good. I saw it. It's probably the most I've seen a single film in the theater. Um, I saw it like six times in the theater. Something, something crazy like that. But oddly enough, I don't own a copy of it. Um, they have the 4K releases of all of the films so far coming out next month i think so I, i'm gonna have to pick up at least that one if not all five of them because the next one is number six i believe is it called venom it starts with, it starts with a v or an a, 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 an r it's not venom <laughs> but it is um shoot what is it what is the name of the movie mission impossible the next one is called let's go let's go let's go oh fallout there we go um i i sure maybe i blocked it out of memory because all of the fallout news lately fallout 76 uh, which is coming out when is it coming out um and uh the new fall the new version of fallout shelter for nintendo switch which i have been playing uh quite a bit i mean getting these free-to-play games on switch is uh both a good and a bad thing bad thing because it's taking up so much of my time and i already spend so much time playing uh super card on my phone um and now i'm gonna play even more of that um, if I get it installed on my iPad 
since uh, today I added a data plan for my iPad since I will be on the road um, as of this Thursday for a couple of weeks, culminating in my attendance. Well, I'll be home for a little bit, for like half a day, but uh, basically it's culminating in my attendance of uh, the G1 special in San Francisco. That's going to be awesome. Um, so I will be posting an episode about that. Um, and as I've talked about before, I am planning to be at uh, Raw and SmackDown next week. And therefore also main event and 205 Live. Um, so I'll have episodes about that uh, from from the, the city, right across the street from the venues each night. Um, afterwards, I'll talk about it. So, um, so Incredibles, back to the Incredibles. This also relates, this also very much relates to uh, The Incredibles because Brad Bird directed uh, the fourth Mission Impossible film, um, Ghost Protocol. So, uh, hey, it all ties together a little bit. Uh, But the thing about the Mondo T's special glass for The Incredibles as opposed to the other ones I've gotten um, for Rogue One, Star Wars... Uh, that's the the newest one and the second newest one, the three newest ones. I, uh, Rogue One, a, a new, the Last Jedi, and Solo. I have uh, the glasses. They're like pint glasses, and they're awesome. And uh, I I didn't get one for the number number seven. <sighs> The Force Awakens. Oh my gosh, I'm really bad with remembering what anything is called at all today. Um, I have I got glasses for all of those, and they're all the same exact size. So it's like I, I'm going to get more of these anytime that they do pre-sale um, for these glasses. I'm going to get all over get all over that. I'm going to get on that. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be home when Jurassic World comes out so I don't think I'm going to be able to get a glass unless they have them left over when I get back and also unfortunately they're not they didn't make any for Ant-Man and the Wasp thought they've they've done the other Marvel films like the last bunch of them I got a Thor Ragnarok glass which is awesome and um actually I haven't gotten an Infinity an Infinity War glass hopefully they have some left over of that too I forgot to ask them I definitely could have asked them today but um I did get an Ocean's 8 glass and a Deadpool glass, and those are, um, are are pretty cool. They're the same size, so it continues the collection. So the, what I'm getting at is that the glass for Incredibles 2 is not a pint glass. It's like a juice glass, much smaller, and that's a little bit of a bummer. It's still really cool. The design is awesome. But uh, that it's not a pint glass and matches the rest of them, that's, um, it, it's it's not consistent. But that's all right. That's all right. It's still pretty cool. Um, so the movie itself, <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. Uh, the Incredibles 2, um, I think it's, uh, I've talked about this about other movies that have been like super hyped and all of that. And fortunately, a bunch of them like Hereditary, and Thor Ragnarok and uh, Solo, I've gotten actually Solo is the opposite of that, but 
Um, most of them I've, I've seen either before they actually came out um, by a couple of days for the wide release, not like super super special early but um a a lot of these movies i i've avoided trailers and i've i've seen them uh a little bit early or at least right when they come out so the the huge reaction that i'll see posts about it and all that that oh it's great or oh it's terrible like um i i miss out on that um before actually seeing it which really helps me enjoy the film a lot more, I think. Um, it, because there is no expectations of any kind, or as little as possible anyway. And uh, this one I couldn't see right when it came out, because I was out of town. I could have gone and saw it, saw it while I was out of town, um, in Chicago specifically. Um, but... I still would have seen all the people's posts about it, seeing it t- Thursday and Friday. So, you know, whatever. Um, the most uncreative review headline is that the Incredibles two is incredible. Yeah. That's the most obvious headline you could have there, but, um, ignoring that, um, that specific headline, which I think everybody used. Um, I had the expectation that it was going to like blow me away. Like all these posts are so great and everything. And um, it was good. I liked it. But because I, uh, it was getting built up to be so awesome. Um, that uh, put that expectation there. That it sounded like it was going to be better than anything else that anybody has ever seen. Well, this year anyway. And um, it wasn't, for me, anyway. It is an awesome kids movie. Absolutely. It's an awesome movie for adults as well. Um, it is an awesome movie in general. But it there there were things about it that didn't quite do it for me. And um, it took me out of it a little bit because I was thinking about it a little bit too much. I also realized that I had only actually seen the first film maybe once. Maybe twice either once or twice and they were both a long time ago um so i wasn't even really um i i i didn't have much memory of what happened in that first film um they did have uh i real i really realized this i really realized this because at the alamo draft house they have this special pre-show for every major release, they have a specific pre-show for that movie. And this one, they had a pretty thorough recap. It was like a solid eight-minute recap of the first film, which is like a 10% length of the film. Um, so uh, that caught me up on everything that happened. The events of the film, like, get going. They uh, pick up right where the last film leaves off. I think at least that's what the recap led me to believe. Um, and, uh, so, so that's kind of cool. I do like that about it. And then the next film could very well pick up right where this one left off. Um, uh, theoretically, but, uh, I think it would probably be a good idea to, to jump forward or something. Um, so that they're not necessarily stuck in this particular time period of these characters lives or whatnot 
Anyhow, um, I like the story. It was interesting. The characters are interesting. Um, I love Bob Odenkirk in it. He uh, is, is one of the characters that interacts with the family the most. Um, and uh, my favorite sequence, that I, I don't think this is really a spoiler, but there is a fight scene with a raccoon. And that's all I'll say about it. But it was really funny. Uh, it was great action, great fighting. Um, there's a great display of like superpowers and stuff like that. Um, may or not be from the raccoon, but um, yeah, I I loved that scene. And uh, I'm I'm even if the rest of the movie wasn't that great, which it was, it was great. Uh, I I I would say it was it was worth it seeing it just for that raccoon fight scene. Um, all right. I think that's enough about Incredibles. Incredibles, it's very good, but uh, it's not... I, I didn't enjoy it nearly as much as uh, most people will, I think. Um, I, I also got Lego Incredibles, but I lent it to uh, my nephew um, for them to play while I'm on tour and stuff. And uh, it sounds like that's it's pretty fun. And... Uh, I played a little bit of the first... I didn't even finish the first level because those Lego games, when you're playing the story mode, each level is is pretty long. Um, and that's part of the reason why I, I get frustrated with them. And I, I, I think I've only completely finished one of the Lego games. And I think it was Lego, um, Lego Star Wars, the original trilogy or something like that. But uh, it it so far from what I played, it's really good. And um, for what they're telling me from playing more of it after they saw the film, um, the game is very good too. Okay, so uh, let's talk about SmackDown and Two Hundred Five Live. Um, I will not be. I yeah, I will probably not post an episode about NXT and main events. Mostly because I talked about the two matches, the two original matches that we'll see in NXT. Um, I talked about those on um, on Saturday's episode um, since it was taped at uh, TakeOver. Um, and then uh, main events, it's, it's just a couple of matches anyway. So uh, I will watch them if anything particularly notable happens on them. I will talk about them in uh, in next week's part one episode. Um, so this is the, this is it for this week, um, unless I somehow end up with some time. Um, but I I doubt that. We have three shows this weekend. So I uh, here's the plan going going from here is that uh, I head back out. Um, to the Blue Devils to drive for them for a couple of weeks on uh, Thursday. And uh, we have shows on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then drive down to Southern California um, Sunday night. And then um, and then Sunday night, or Monday night, I'll be at Raw in San Diego. Then I'll be at uh, SmackDown in Ontario. And then back with the core uh the next day on wednesday they'll be rehearsing and um and then we have shows 
in Southern California that next Saturday and Sunday. And then we head across. And then Monday we have a show in Phoenix. I'm getting way too into the, this. is probably very boring. Just skip ahead of like a couple minutes. Um, then we head across the country um, over the course of like four days. We end up in Minnesota and then I leave from Minnesota to come back home before heading over to the Cow Palace in San Francisco, technically Daly City, um, for the G1 special. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a crazy couple of weeks, especially that driving from Southern California to Minnesota. I think it's over the course of four nights, with one of those nights being a, a show in in Arizona. But uh, normally, when we uh, go to, to Arizona for a show, we don't rehearse during the day, or at least not very much, or, or at least not outside. Um, uh, I mean, I won't be doing any of that because I'll be sleeping after having driven that night, the previous night. But uh, the the core will be will be doing something. But uh, the, yeah, they usually just rest during the day, stay cool because it's it's ridiculously hot in the Phoenix area. So uh, yeah, uh, I'll I'll have episodes as all those things happen. Um, that's. Uh, that Phoenix show will happen during uh, on a Monday night. So um, that episode may be delayed, but I should have plenty of time because I am giving this a spin. In addition to adding my iPad to a, a data plan, um, I'm giving uh, DirecTV now a go. Uh, I have been using Sling, um, which works pretty well, uh, depending on which device I'm using. Um, but, uh, it, it, it's the same price for basically the same channels, I think. Uh, so if I give it a go and, um, it's, uh, it has USA, which is really all that, that matters for me. And, uh, it doesn't count against the, I mean, I have unlimited data anyway, but it doesn't count against the potential throttling that will happen once you reach like 22 gigs for the month. So we're, we'll see how that goes. I think it'll be um, it'll be nice to have have that. Um, all right, so SmackDown episode nine hundred eighty three. We're finally to the actual episode. We we start off with a a nice recap by Paige. She's taken a a page out of out of Drake Maverick's book. Um, or she's not quite as impassioned as Drake Maverick is, but, uh, summarizing what's going on at the top of the show. Uh, I love this approach and I hope it continues. Uh, it, it's, it's great. I don't think we even, no, we did see Paige a couple of times later on. Did we, that might've actually been the only time we, we saw her, um, in this whole episode, which, um, is not a good or a bad thing um it's interesting i think um and she explains that we're gonna have a gauntlet match to determine who will fight aj styles at extreme rules for the wwe championship and the people in that gauntlet biggie who i was really rooting for uh rusev the miz samoa joe and daniel bryan um this is the main event so we'll get to that it was a solid 40 minutes of the entire episode 
And uh, on the other side, on this front side, um, there's a solid like 40 minutes, maybe not quite 40 minutes of uh, women's division stuff, which I thought was great. As we opened up with Carmella, um, she gives kind of a similar uh, swerve speech that Alexa Bliss has given in the past, um, talking about... uh, uh, the kind of things a, a nice person would say, but then flipping it there at the end and uh, encouraging people who ever doubted themselves to look in the mirror mirror and say, Mela is money. And that the lesson is actually just to give up because nobody's as good as her. Uh, Asuka comes out, but it's actually Asuka Ellsworth. Um, he says that no one was ready for Ellsworth and then actual Asuka comes out and kicks James right in the stomach, but then she gets kicked by Carmella and they make their escape. So uh, this is this is interesting. I'll I'll wait and see where it goes. If uh, Asuka does get a rematch, now it's interesting that Paige described it as a cunning victory. I think she used the word cunning, not clever. One of those two words. Um. So she didn't seem upset about the method with which Carmella was able to retain her championship. But we'll see. Hopefully, fingers crossed, Asuka can get another chance at that championship and uh, and put it where it belongs, right around her waist or over her shoulder or however she wants to carry it. Um, then we had the Iconics, the Iconics come out uh, talking about Toledo Zoo animals. And then making fun of Becky before a match between Becky and Billy Kay, which Becky won via disarm her. Uh, so that was great. See Becky get a win after uh, missing out on the money in the bank goodness that happened. That that happened to, to somebody else entirely. Alexa Bliss. The goodness happened to Alexa Bliss. Anyway, uh we had a, a nice video from Jeff Hardy, who has been woken by Nakamura. He's got his face paint going and his crazy contacts. Uh, Nakamura is in for a weird, weird night whenever they go face to face. But Nakamura later on, he, he's he's not even it's not even on his radar what's happening with Jeff Hardy. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to whatever happens there. Uh, Daniel Bryan with an interview says that he isn't going to survive. He's going to win. Um, he's facing three of the best wrestlers in the WWE or what, however he, he phrased that. Um, and Renee asked, what, what, what about the Miz? He said, I said three of the best. The other three. Um, we also got a very strange small funny yes chance um a gesture from renee oh she just did it with her hands not her arms or anything but that was pretty funny uh we had the usos versus sanity making their debut the uh, sanity destroyed the usos before the match even began and so there was no winner there were only losers in this match and sanity they won even though it was a match 
Uh, so the, the, the statement has been made. Now, uh, shortly after this, um, but before it was actually on the show, I saw a tweet about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's great. That's great for tonight. The Club versus the Bludgeon Brothers. I thought, okay, the Club, they very well might win this tonight. And Big E is going to win the gauntlet match. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be New Day versus the Club. Um, and then, uh, so I didn't even think about the possibility that Sanity are the biggest threat for the Bludgeon Brothers. Because the uh, Bludgeon Brothers won again. I was a little bit disappointed. But with the prospect of Sanity taking them on but then with what happened later on okay we'll get to that we'll get to that um as the bludgeon brothers were exiting from their win there was a tense moment between daniel bryan and rowan and harper so uh this did enter into the equation sooner rather than later uh but right before that we had a backstage interview renee was interviewing nakamura and um, he's, he claimed he lost because the referee counted very fast and not in Japanese. So it was not fair. So uh seems that he, things aren't quite finished, at least as far as Nakamura is concerned. And he also, when he was asked about Jeff Hardy, it's like, who is that? Um, I don't think it, oh yeah, that he did encounter, that's the whole reason this is happening. Cause they, they encountered each other last week and, um, Nakamura, just, uh, hit him with the, hit him with the old, uh, the old arm to the, the arm to the bits. Um, so the, the, the gauntlet match, the, the, the gauntlet match, we start out with Daniel Bryan versus Biggie. I thought, oh two people i want to win that want to win this most biggie especially the the odds are against them there's no way that uh especially after the hell of a match they put put on together um they just tore each other apart this is the best segment of the match was um was daniel bryan versus biggie oh so good uh, Brian eventually won after hitting a, a huge drop kick on Biggie, but there's moments throughout this match that were just nuts and awesome. I loved it. Um, next up was Samoa Joe. And I'm like, oh, dang it. Brian is already beat to hell. Now he has to face Samoa Joe. Uh, but my uh i was optimistic when brian was able to sneak out of a very greedy coquina clutch outside of the ring that's um samoa joe he he got counted out because daniel slipped away um uh right in the nick of time uh at the count of nine he got back in the ring and uh joe was eliminated but then comes in the bludgeon brothers and they beat up Daniel Bryan, which leaves him is laying there in the middle of the ring for the Miz to come in, uh, the next entrant in the match, and uh, hits Daniel Bryan with the uh, skull crushing finale and eliminates him from the gauntlet match. And that leaves the main event of the night, the Miz versus Rusev, an excellent match. And for, okay, if you think about it, 
I might be wrong in what the uh, the main event from last week was, but this is three main events in a row that Rusev has been in. He was in tonight's main event, and he was the actual main event because uh, he's the, the, the final two people in this gauntlet match. He was in the main events of Money in the Bank since the Money in the, ba- Money in the Bank ladder match finished the show. And I believe he was in the uh, the main event last week with whatever was involved with all the Money in the Bank participants. Was it all of them? No, it was... Yeah, it, it was all of them. I think... I, I'm not going to try to remember. I, I feel like it was a six-man tag team match, New Day versus the other three, Rusev, Joe, and The Miz. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely what it was. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Anyway, Rusev won via the accolade. It's a very happy Rusev day. Very happy Rusev day. Not quite as happy Rusev day if he as if he wins at Extreme Rules. Um, uh, it would be amazing if he did. I'm not really counting on it. So if it does happen, I'll be even more elated. But, um... Oh, how great is that? AJ Styles comes out. He lays down the the championship between them and extends a hand for a handshake. And Rusev shakes his hand. They're all in good spirits. Then Aiden comes over, offers a handshake as well, but does the too slow thing. AJ doesn't like that. He just socks him right in the mouth and lays him out. And Rusev is like, what are you doing? We're like, this This was fine. Now you're making him mad. You see what happens when he's mad. You saw what happens. Maybe you didn't see what, maybe you weren't watching there. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I am, uh, I am not looking forward to, uh, Aiden English getting the ax from Rusev Day. If that's what eventually happens from, uh, him, Messing things up for Rusev. But that might be how it has to go. Might be might be in what what's only in the cards or the stars or, or whatever. No Lana in this episode, but there was a Lana and Rusev commercial, at least uh on uh here in my area. It's probably everywhere. Um was it a Dollar Tree? They're in the Dollar Tree commercial. Uh, so so yeah, no no Lana this episode and no Naomi, and I don't think Char- oh yeah Charlotte Flair was uh, I think she was busy with uh, Sports Illustrated stuff. Anyhow, she was mentioned on the show. She didn't actually appear though. Um, that brings us to two hundred five live. It was a special commentary team this this night as we had Percy and Tom because I believe. I don't know where Vic was. I, I assume Vic is also part of the commentary team for um, for the uh, U- U- United Kingdom tournaments. Um, Nigel definitely was, um, along with Morrow. Um, so yeah, we had Tom and Percy, which was a little bit. It was a little bit clunky at times. Um, but also entertaining in a way, uh, in some of those times, cause, uh, there's some weird stuff going on. Like, uh, 
oh what is the it's penelope gulak i think is the lucha house party's pinata pet um just percy trying to explain some of this stuff uh was pretty funny um but you have tom who is not familiar well i'm sure he's actually is familiar with it but is playing not familiar with all this stuff because he hasn't been around 205 live for a while um and then percy who is um great as the con um he has been awesome alongside vic and nigel um but when more is reliant on him um you could tell is is stumbling a little bit especially with the type of stuff that vic would normally be going through like uh describing stipulations of matches and things like that promotional type stuff um but it, it was still a lot of fun i really enjoyed uh commentary from this episode uh we had three matches the opening match is uh drew gulak versus lince dorado um gulak had uh Brian kendrick at his side um it was explained that uh, jack gallagher is over in the uk competing in that tournament um and then lince dorado had the rest of lucha house party at his side and gulak won via the dragon sleeper and um or we're told that he has submitted all three members of lucha house party um which i can't remember for myself um so i uh, i take their word for it i'm not gonna look it up i i trust them uh there's no reason percy would lie to me i think it was percy who said that maybe it was tom that said that what would tom know how is what, how is he keeping track of everything so it's first time here in months anyway um <clears throat> it was a pretty good match i enjoyed it and there wasn't uh, i don't think there was really any outside interference at all uh, just a lot of noise making uh then we had tjp versus some local guy he talked trash to the guy and the guy got mad about it and uh, tjp ended up putting him into a submission hold before the match even began so there was no actual match which is fine for tjp he didn't even want to add this guy to his uh to his resume he didn't want to add this match to um his accolades because uh he felt like this guy all he wanted to do was put this match on his accolades that he faced tjp on 205 live now he can't say that at least not as an official match so point to tjp um he's been a almost as obnoxious as hideo tommy has been so i'm interested to see how uh how drake maverick ends up dealing with the tjp situation but he has right now he has the hideo tommy situation to deal with and that brings us to the main events of the entire nights mustafa ali versus buddy murphy versus hideo tommy um this this match is pretty nuts i liked it a lot um it is i was expecting this to be the match of the the entire week um but that gauntlet match was superb so it's it's a tough call they're they're both up there they're both up there i won't choose one over the other uh, my favorite moments from it just go watch this match but my favorite moments were uh both from mustafa ali he had a 450 splash um on murphy and atami they're uh stacked on top of each other that was great um he did not hit the 054 if he did he may have been able to win um he also hits uh who did he hit with that was that a tommy 
or no, I think it was Murphy. Anyway, he hit him with a Spanish fly off of the announcer's desk. That was crazy. Um, right down to the floor. Um, not into another desk. That that would have been even more nuts. But uh, yeah, that looked, that looked pretty brutal. And then uh, Atami won after dropkicking Mustafa Ali right into the corner with the exposed turnbuckle. Like his face jammed right into that turnbuckle. Ouch. Ouch. So Atami, who demands respect, has possibly earned some respect. And I believe the stipulation of this match is uh, to, to face our... 205 live cruiserweight champ champion that's not what it's called the the cruiserweight champion cedric alexander um for that championship so uh that'd be pretty cool if Hideo Tommy won I, I believe it would be his first championship win since coming to, to wwe overall in nxt or here in 205 live be his first championship here that would be pretty pretty cool and i uh, i like his his angry persona instead of his well i guess it hasn't really changed but uh it him actually being able to do something about it instead of being stuck in a tag team that he doesn't even want to be in i think that will be very good for that whole situation um so that's that's that that's it for this night of shows, I had a, a, a very good time watching both these episodes. I also had a great time watching Incredibles. Um, there is, a, if you have an Alamo draft house near you, I don't know if, how much of the, uh, the menu is consistent from location to location. But recently they updated the menu a little bit. They added hot dogs to uh, the two Alamo Draft House is here in Denver. And uh today I tried the chili dog and it's pretty good. Except they did I had to ask for um a knife and fork, which um a chili dog is very it's very messy to eat, like in general. But in the dark, that's even more of a challenge. You gotta have a knife and fork for that. So, uh, I, I, if you're going to try that at an Alamo Draft House or any venue where you're eating in the dark, um, ask for utensils and, uh, and napkins if they don't have those. But I did get napkins. I have to ask for extra of those. Um, but the chili dog was pretty good. I think I'd go with the regular hot dog, um, which I had a couple of weeks ago. Next time, just to mostly because of the, 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 the cutlery situation. Um, and uh, they also had some donuts. Those were new. I think they are new. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. But uh, I'd say that the cookies are a better, better way to go. Cookies are also a bit cheaper, at least at this location. Anyhow, that's my Elmo Draft House menu review. Um, <laughs> let me know what you thought about SmackDown and 205 Live and The Incredibles 2 by tweeting me at TIW Podcast, go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes, write a review in iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back probably next week for week 26 of 2018. We got Raw, we've got 
SmackDown. We got 205 Live. We got NXT. All of that going on next week. Bye for now. <laughs>